gentlemen we are in the presence of royalty she is not the average guest <laughs> we have a star in our presence <laughs> this young lady right here has a, a giggle that'll tickle your soul uh, a very bright smile and once you uh once you hear her speak it only gonna take five minutes so you want to figure out uh where can i get more of this uh, <laughs> That's so uh, sweet. Thank you. Well, you know, I try, you know, uh, here at Landover Legend Studios, we uh, we make sure that we give people their flowers ahead of time before they, you know, reach the pinnacle. And, and don't forget us when you uh, when you get up top, you know what I'm saying? Just reach down and hand me like, you know, $20 or something like that. I'd appreciate it. I got it. you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but like I was saying... <clears throat> Uh, this young lady right here, um, very informative. She is the queen of no cap. She is AKA Kendra Samuels, AKA <laughs> Coffee with Kendra. Uh, give it up, everybody. <laughs> Great intro. I, I try, you know, I try to switch it up a little bit, you know, so, um, every every intro is unique in its own little way but you know i i got i got a you know a, a bright star in the podcast game taking over slowly but surely and you got a very um you know stern um presence you know when people when people hear your name they be like oh yeah kendra that's my girl kendra she she real she's the queen of no cap oh appreciate it <laughs> yeah. so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience Hey everybody, I'm Kendra. I am the host of Coffee with Kendra. And most of you guys know me from Instagram. That's pretty much where my presence is. Um, yeah, and my podcast that drops uh, very inconsistently, but it does <clears throat> drop. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> it definitely drops, but yeah. Okay, okay. So um after doing a little research for you, uh on you, um, I figured uh -oh. out that you're a uh your fitness coach who focuses on uh, nutrition, right? Yes, that's very true. Okay. Good stuff. Um, I'm always flattered when I get on a podcast and they've done they research on me. Um, so kudos to you. Because some people just get me on a podcast. I mean, um, but it's always cool to know that the person, like, took the time out to, like, you know, um, learn a bit more about you before, like, slapping you on a podcast. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I am a, um, 
a weight loss um, coach and um, my focus is nutrition focused. Um, so it's nutrition based. Um, and I have been doing that for, I think coming up on a little over two years now, maybe like two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and that kind of started through my own weight loss journey. Uh, so, um, I mean, I won't tell like the full story, the long story, but I was had put on some extra pounds and I was unhappy with the way that I, I wasn't happy with the way that I looked or felt like, you know, like just going up the stairs and just how, you know, life, like just carrying my own body had became uncomfortable for me. So um, then I just kind of like went on a diet, like we all do, right? We go on a diet and I'm like, I need to lose some weight and blah, blah, blah. And it was difficult. Um, but what I, what actually, what I learned was when I started changing the, my, changing my diet, like my eating habits all together, not only did, you know, my physique change, like my body changed, but my, like I felt different. So like, I felt better. I'm like, damn, you know, like it never made it occur to me that, you know, fruits and vegetables <laughs> actually made you feel good. So like I was more energized, like I didn't have like indigestion all the time, you know, I didn't feel like tired. I had more. Um, and then not, not only that, but like, I just, it got me to a place where I was like really in love with my body. Um, so and I'm the type of person like I'm I, I know this might catch people by surprise, but like I'm a, a really a researcher. Like so I don't really like take like take things by uh, the headline, so to speak. Like, you know, if I'm interested in it, it sparks a thought, I'll go and research it. So, you know, when I got started, you know, making myself more healthy, I started doing my own research into like how a lot of uh, diseases and illnesses, especially in the black community, uh, are, you know, they're triggered more by our diet than we think they are. Um, so that's when I kind of got on this whole like, I just became more passionate about it. Like, you know what, let me spread the word of this. Let me get on the bandwagon. How can I help everybody else get to this level? Because I think, you know, we just look at it as a physical thing. Like, oh, I need to, you know, get in shape. But it's way, it's way more uh, into it than just being physically uh, fit or in shape. Um, So, yeah, that's how that came about. That's what's up. Did you... uh... Did you uh, get inspired by somebody or were you like self-taught and that's how you became an actual trainer? Well, I'm not a trainer, but, um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a trainer, but I did, I began, I I started working for a company, uh, first and then I started doing it on my own with, you know, aside from the company. Um, but no, I was, um, I was certified by a company to be a weight loss trainer. I mean, a weight loss coach okay yeah okay that's what's up so you 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 took the game and ran with it yourself (laughs) i did (laughs) Uh, i definitely did um yeah that that that's actually and it's very rewarding in itself to like see when other people get on game and they come and tell you you know how they have their family and they're like I'm feeding my husband zucchini now he never ate that and you know like my type two um I I don't really have type two like they really like you can stop taking medication from doing type two blood pressure is lowered like that's the type of that's like we're so that's more rewarding than 
the paycheck really is to know that I'm able to like not only change your life, but I'm changing your family life because everything that I teach you, you go home, you know, and you share with the family. Was it difficult at first? To to uh, start? Yeah, to like become a trainer. Like, uh, I mean, because you obviously had the passion for it. So was it like hard to, you know, get the ball rolling? You know what was hard for me? The fact that I'm already small. So by the time I had started coaching, I was already in shape. So they didn't see me when I was overweight. Um, and I wasn't overweight, honestly, when it comes. I Like, like I feel like some sometimes my clients would judge me because even when I tell them how much weight I lost, it wasn't enough for them to be like care, you know, it's like, well, that ain't nothing, you know, but you know, what's something that we don't understand also is like, I'm 4'11". So an extra 30 pounds on me, you know, is going to look differently on me than it is somebody that's maybe like 5'9", right? Mm -hmm. So I try to explain that to them. So it was hard. At first, it was hard for me to overcome the fact that they didn't want to take me serious because I was already small. So I that I think that was my biggest challenge is trying to like speak to you know, start the conversation with women and for them to become comfortable with me when I'm not overweight or I wasn't overweight enough for them. Okay. Well, I'm always seeing you posting videos, you like on the stroll, walking and taking care of yourself. So you bought that gym life, I see. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I am. Okay. So, I mean, I know you're also a mom and you got several things going on. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, due to your new vitality, you, uh, you gave yourself that extra energy from taking care of yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. That definitely comes. Um, a lot of that comes down to that. Like I, I got, I say this all the time, but like when you start taking care of your body, your outlook on life and a lot of other things change. Yeah. You're right about that. I remember when, um, I mean, I'm not small. I used to be bigger and that was a problem. You know, I used to be like full 29. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that was the thing about it because of my height, I never felt that big, you know, it wasn't to the doctor said something. He was like, man, you like, you like 60 pounds overweight for your height. And I was like, how much? And he told me, I was like, oh, Mm. oh, that's bad. So uh, I started going hard, dieting, hitting the gym every other day, you know, uh, jogging two miles on the other day. I got down to 215 and um, I think that took like 11 months, something like that. But I was also doing security work part time and these big girls got to fighting. Right. And I couldn't get them off each other. And I was like, I got to stop losing weight because <laughs> I can't do my job if I can't, if I can't even move these girls, you know? So, right. <laughs> so, right. You know, I had to, I had to stop burning fat and start putting on muscle, but then I ended up meeting this girl from North Carolina that cooked everything from scratch and all that went out the window. So here we mm. are. <laughs> Ooh, talk about it. That's a that's a real thing. When you live in a lifestyle and your significant other is not living a lifestyle, that is a big that's a bigger thing than I think people realize. But I think you have to be on my spectrum of things to understand. Like if you like really take like if you really 
live by like a strict diet. And I don't even want to say strict diet because it's really a, a different lifestyle than I was accustomed uh, to previously. Right. So it's not that like I don't feel like I'm on a strict diet anymore. Like this is like the way that I really eat now. And when the person that you are with is not on that same wavelength, it's always I mean, for me, I found it to be problematic that, you know, like you want to eat fried. I eat fried chicken, but we can't do that every week. You know, so if you eating fried chicken and and, um, you know, lots of fried foods and, and processed foods all the time, that was a problem for me in a relationship, really. So how often do you treat yourself with like some fried chicken? Honestly, I'm at the place where I can do it whenever I feel like it. But I guess to answer your question, maybe once a month, maybe it depends on how much I'm craving it. But see, the thing is, once you stop eating those type of foods, you actually stop craving it. So mm -hmm. it's very rarely that I actually crave those kind of foods anymore. Um, and, it, and trust me, this took a minute. This took about three, two, three years before those cravings subsided. But like now I don't really have the cravings for those uh, foods. Yeah, when I um when I stop eating uh fast food and stuff and I like I try like some McDonald's um you know months down the line, uh my body couldn't handle it. So Yeah, like you don't even enjoy it anymore. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's never the same once you once you basically change, you know, your your entire body, your uh, your system and everything. Yes. So people mm -hmm. don't people don't get that especially if they got like a an addictive personality or that's all they know if they don't have anybody yeah. in their corner to show them hey it's a different way to live and you ain't gotta you know yeah you know eat you know uh fried food or noodles or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so do you uh you ever try the keto diet i have um that was one of the first diets i tried when i first started dieting um and it was fun at first because it was like, oh, I can eat meat and cheese. And, oh, I, you know, I'm down for that. You know, minimum vegetables, no fruit. We good. Um, and I lost, I don't know how many, how many pounds I lost. Maybe like five pounds. Cause I only did it for maybe two weeks. Um, but it was just for me. It was way more difficult than I thought it was because um, you go through this first you go through a phase when you first start where you just craving sweets like crazy and there's not that many sweets that you can have because it's no sugar like sugar is carbs. And even fruit, you couldn't have fruit because it was carbs. The only fruit you can have on keto is like strawberries because for whatever reason, it's very, very low in carbs, almost none. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. And so it was more difficult than I thought it was because it's like, I, it sounds good, but then it's like, okay, well, I'll, I'm tired of bacon and eggs and I'm tired of just ground beef and cheese on it. Like, you know, like this is not creative at all. Um, you know, I was craving stuff like pancakes, you know, stuff that you just eat on a regular that you couldn't eat. And then I would try to like, everything has to be made from scratch. Like making keto pancakes is crazy. Like making it out of like cream cheese. It was more hassle than I thought it would be. And while I lost a couple pounds, um, ultimately I felt like that's not a sustainable lifestyle 
for me anyway. Um, I think it's cool for like, if you want to like try it and maybe jumpstart a diet, I think sometimes uh, depending on where you are, that jumpstart and that vast weight loss can be encouraging for you. Um, but I don't think it's uh, like anybody that say they living on keto, I would challenge to watch them all day for a week. Uh, Cause that's not a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you, uh, do you make a lot of things from scratch or do you ever try like, um, what's that? Hello fresh or something like that. like one of those, uh, prep meals or whatever. I've tried hello fresh in the past. Um, and I, I tried it whenever they gave me like, um, like a week trial or something, but it was like, it's good if you don't have time to like go out and get all the ingredients or you you're bad at like measuring how much food you need or whatever. I thought it was kind of uh, pricey, but if, if that fits your lifestyle will work. Um, but I make a lot of stuff from scratch. And when I say scratch, I don't make a lot of dishes anymore. So like, I just pick, when I say dishes, like I don't do casseroles, like I don't do like, um, you know, any food that takes like over an hour to like get all the seeds, you know, get everything together. I don't make like a lot of my food is very quick because I choose whatever protein I'm going to use. And I pair that with vegetables. The biggest meals that I make is like tacos. Um, I'll make, I do make spaghetti, but I, it's a, it'll be like, um, it'll be like whatever spaghetti that I use, choose to use. Sometimes I'll do like the chickpea spaghetti, but sometimes I just use regular spaghetti and I use, and I'll just cook my, I cook vegetables. I'll just call it a vegetable spaghetti and I'll put a bunch of vegetables in it. The pasta salad, I mean the pasta, you know, spaghetti sauce and that's it. So it's like, my food is like way quicker now than it used to be, you know, like fried chicken takes a minute, you know, like, um, the enchiladas take a minute, you know, all of those dishes, I don't really do that. I literally decide, okay, I'm going to have chicken um, and I'm going to have vegetables. And sometimes I don't even have to have like a protein like that. I don't have to have like a fish or a chicken. I'll just eat some vegetables together. Like, and people always be like, are you vegan? I'd be like, no, I'm not <laughs> vegan. <laughs> but it's just weird it's like and I go off my body like my body is not craving that then I just don't eat it like there's been a couple months where I didn't eat any meat or any fish or anything just because I didn't want it like I didn't crave it at all so it's weird but yeah those are my meals go <laughs> okay <laughs> so what are you doing on the holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas oh first of all I hate that food even before mm. I became uh uh, with a weight loss coach um I'll, i'm gonna ask you too y'all don't get tired of that shit two times a year like you gotta eat mac and cheese greens collard greens then you got the ham the sweet ass ham like y'all don't get tired of that. the uh what's the other thing called the stuffing like y'all don't get tired like that i don't look forward to that at all um <laughs> So no, I I do those, but like, and then my family is weird. Like they, they're not very like, they have been more, they have ventured off more to do other stuff. Like, so we'll do like, um, I think one time we did Mexican food. Um, one time we did Italian food. One time we did like, I think we did Asian food, but we always switch it up. Um, but 
you know, if you asking about like how I incorporate my lifestyle in it, um, they can't stand me because I tell them right <laughs> off the way, I'm not eating this. So like y'all making all this food, I'm not even going to eat it. Um, and then, and so now they're like, well, you can make like a vegetable dish. Cause when I cook, they actually like the healthy food that I make. So it's not like this. They always like, damn, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know, uh, vegetables could taste this damn good. So like I'll come and, uh, I'm usually part of the cooker I quit last two the last two years I quit on them no I said I'm not cooking this year nothing <laughs> like you can make healthy food no I don't want to make nothing I don't want to be bothered with this uh but I'll just come and make like a healthy dish like some vegetables or something and I'll bring that uh to them so I'm always like bringing or like getting them to like try something healthy that I'll bring and to me since I don't care about the food it's not a big deal I'll just come and eat whatever it is that I made or I'll like eat before or whatever um so that's how I work because you know especially for Thanksgiving I think that we spend too much time you know this is the you know the health coach at me like we spend too much time concerned with the food than the actual holiday so like thanksgiving i'm all like well let's let's do something that shows that we're thankful and because i don't give a damn about this food and we need to stop making the focus be on the food in the first place uh so that's where my head be but like i said even before i was here i was already tired of that food <laughs> <laughs> i i feel you to a degree i um I, I, you know, I grew up uh, with a family that did that, you know, soul food, but I, I never ate it like greens, macaroni and cheese, ham and stuff. Like I, I was real picky as a kid. So, you know, they used to like, you know, cook me some chicken and cornbread or something. And that was it. That was all I got. So, you know, <clears throat> I, 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 yeah. So I didn't eat it because I didn't like it. If I liked it, I probably would have ate it, you know, like, you probably look at me and say, yeah, right. But nah, it's true. Like people don't like when I come over their house. Like <clears throat> when I was younger, I'm like, ah, I think I'll just take some chicken. That's all you're going to eat. Yeah. That's, that's all I can eat. Cause I don't eat the rest of this stuff. And they'd be like, you lying. You just being rude. You don't like my cooking. Like, nah, I got witnesses. I got. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite parts was the mac and cheese in the ham but that's when i was younger by the time i became an adult i was over the shits here and there i would eat some mac and cheese and i would make it but by the time i was an adult i'm like come on we doing this for decades like i don't want this. <laughs> you was tired of yeah. it you just like i you know i put enough in my body i'm good for the rest of my life basically. and then i and then i never understood why do we wait for those holidays if y'all love mac and cheese greens collard greens uh and ham why y'all don't make that shit during the during the year why do y'all wait for thanksgiving and christmas to eat that that's what made it annoying for me i don't know i'm weird <laughs> <laughs> i mean but I, i've seen people make macaroni cheese throughout the year and collard greens too not really yeah, like on though. easter yeah like on easter is like I don't know. I can't associate food with a holiday. I guess that's um, that's a me thing, though. I understand. Okay. No, I, I trust me. I feel you. You know, for me, it ain't no big whoop. You know, I'm, I'm the type of person that I'll throw like some wings in the oven or something like that or a PB&J. You know, judge me mm -hmm. if you want, but whatever. A peanut butter and jelly and some Doritos is a meal. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, you gave me that look like everybody else. I thought you was different, Kendra. No, I didn't say nothing. You said you was different, but okay. <laughs> so, um, 
Coffee with Kendra, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that came about after, you know, being featured on, you know, X amount of shows and they kind of just, they kind of, kind of put pressure on you a little bit. Like, you know what, I guess I should go ahead and start. Yeah, you done your research. That's exactly how it started. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good stuff. You definitely did your research. That's exactly how it started. Um, and um, it started out more like a hobby, you know, something I like to do in my spare time to like now it's more than spare time, but I feel like it's still a hobby. I, I can't like I can't get behind this mic and say I'm passionate about this yet. And that's something that I've been struggling with lately, you know, because mm. I kind of I kind of feel like the people who like support me heavy be like, you need to decide whether this is your passion or not, because you have to move in a certain way. You know, like, you know, for example, the show that I did today, it was a touchy topic. And, you know, when you don't, if you don't use your word choice, right, you can get canceled, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, they're like, well, if you want this to be a thing, you gonna have to be a little bit more, you know, censored with your words. And I'm like, Mm, I don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I was like, I can see this being a thing, but I can't. I guess since I'm like, I, I I'm in a place where I'm struggling to to feel like, is this a passion or is this um, is this something that I just enjoy doing? Like, I feel like it's something that I enjoy doing, but I think that um, I guess my like my real big supporters feel like you know even if I feel like this is something I do in my spare time or it's just for fun they see where it could be if I was passionate about it so you feel pressured from people you know uh I guess uh not really egging you on but kind of motivate you to, to be the best you know version yeah I definitely do and I'm not mad about it at all because it's it's nice to have some people in your corner that believe in you even when you don't believe in you and I'm not saying I don't believe in me but I just they're just like you know if this was your passion you would there's so many there's so many other places and levels you can go with this but um so I guess you know they see me going beyond where I am but I don't see it um and I don't see it because I think I don't see it because it's not I'm not passionate about it you okay. know so definitely feel like yeah they apply pressure to me every day so <laughs> 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 they do and I'm thankful for them uh too but yeah I can't that's where I'm at like now Okay. So six months ago, did you see yourself being here at this point? No, honestly, no. I made my first podcast thinking like, I hope somebody listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope people like this. Um, but no, like if you, like if you, you would have, like, I I literally thought, okay, I'll do a couple podcasts and then I'll go about my day and maybe I'll come back and do a season two whenever I feel like it. And that's not how it's been going at all. At all. Like I have, um, I feel I have a good, a decent ass fan base to consider where, where I started and what I thought it would be like to the point where like, you know, I'll be doing my Instagram lives and, you know, like my online presence is there. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when I'm not dropping episodes, people be like, 
people would DM me and say, when you going to drop another episode? Like, I love your lives and I love you, but when you going to drop another episode, you know? So that's always exciting to hear like, okay, y'all listening to me. So no, absolutely not. I couldn't have, I couldn't have thought that I have people that not only listen, but look forward to like when I drop an episode or when I go live. Um, so no. Nah, I'm, I'm the same way. I've been doing this for about a year now and this is, this is actually a passion of mine. Uh, this was an That's idea good. I had three years ago, and it wasn't until last year that I actually, you know, put some effort behind it. So wow. my, my initial thought was, I don't think nobody want to hear me speak to nobody. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it went from that to people commenting, to people hitting me up and saying, hey, man, I like your content. I, I would love to be a guest on your show to... Now I'm scheduling three to four interviews a week. Sometimes people cancel, sometimes they don't. And then I'm, yeah. you know, I'm like missing like family engagements because, you know, when I'm, when I'm behind this mic, it don't feel like work. It just feel like I'm talking and, you know, I enjoy a good conversation. Yes, exactly. And it, that exactly right there. So, and that's why you guys get this unfiltered Kendra. And even though it's unfiltered, it's still, it's not filtered, but it's like, there's a side of me that you guys don't get to see because I don't know how to explain it. Like, I I, I want to say like, first of all, not, there's aside from like, unless you're really close to me, you can't see other sides of me, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I'll I'll be hoping through like certain topics and certain things that I cover on the show, you can learn more about me because I'm a private person, but I'm a very open person at the same time. So there's parts of my life that you that I'm not going to share with you guys. But there's so much more of my life that I do share. Um, And the the my podcast is kind of built on me having a space where I can be unfiltered, you know, because when you go to work, you have to be unfiltered. If you are in a certain atmosphere, you know, if you go around somebody, some, you know, people that you meet for the first time, you might be filtered. If you, you know, if you, like, for example, you go on a date, you know, you're going to be a little more filtered. You're not going to show every single thing. You know, there's so many aspects in our life where we have to center. You, we have to kind of filter ourselves. And I like to just be able to come here and be like, Okay, this is Kendra. <laughs> you, you know, like, and then that's it. You know? It, I mean, you're right. I mean, like, you know, after listening uh, to your episodes, I see, I mean, I think that a lot of people get it misconstrued when it comes to you creating your platform. Like, you got to follow some type of tradition. Like, you put out there what you want to put out there because that's what you wanted to do, you know? So, you know, taking strides with it and not trying to, not trying to make something for somebody else, yes. making it for yourself. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's that's what's key, and that's what people gravitate to. But just like, is this is this girl turning a spoon in the coffee cup? Yes, she is. <laughs> I like her. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I know that you know you probably have a. a a majority female base, um, uh, you know, as far as uh, fans and everything and people that support you, um, listening to some of your stories about relationships, I'm assuming that, you know, that's something that, that uh, I don't want to say weighs heavy on you, but it's something that you, you know, that you uh, feel strongly about and try to give advice and game to everybody. So 
you know, is that was was that one of the things that you uh, kind of you know decided to put out there when you started Coffee with Kendra? Yeah, I kind of picked that up along the way, but I'm glad you mentioned that because I think everybody thinks that I have a majority based woman uh, uh, following, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I have a good e- like I have the last time I checked, I was at 55 percent women. 45% men. I have a good split. Mm. And that was interesting for me to even find out because I didn't think so either. You know, I didn't think that, you know, guys will guys will follow my page, but that don't mean they're going to listen to my podcast or support what I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. And but they actually do. Like you like I have men that that uh go out of their way to tell me how they felt about a, a certain topic that I covered on a podcast or a show. I have men that will send me uh send me uh like media like something that i like material that i might want to use on a, a podcast or not even that sometimes they just send me stuff to get my opinion on it so surprisingly enough even to me i have men and women that support coffee with kendra like a good a good split um so um that's actually not the case but um, since I just kind of like started my podcast with no rhyme or reason, like it just started, I think along the way when I started getting women reach out to me and share stories with me because I shared stories with them and they could relate to it, I, then I started thinking, okay, well, my podcast is able, like I'm able to help women, um, you know, kind of provide clarity or like just through like sharing my experiences in the dating world um that's when it started clicking to me that okay well I actually can help women and obviously I want to help I I feel like I can help more women than men because I'm a woman right Mm -hmm. so once I once I started getting feedback from women I was like okay great like I love that I love this and it it just inspired me to continue to share my stories and share my growth um you know on my podcast so it kind of like kind of steered in that direction of me trying to help women um and you know I want to help I want to help the black community altogether but um women are really my target because I really do feel like we set the bar for things you know like like for example you know you've seen I'm seeing sure you've seen several posts about how men are trash and I'm always like okay well even if they are trash they're trash because we're allowing them to be trash so when a man comes to you with trash behavior and you accept it it's accepted and then regardless of what happened to you guys he moves on to the next the next woman and give her trash behavior and when she accepts it he continues to give trash behavior. Okay. So when we stop accepting the bare minimum or trash behavior, we'll stop getting it. So I know you listen to me, so I know this is not new to you, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much my angle is that we're not going to, we're not going to uh point the finger at men. I'm point the finger back at us. Men do what we allow them to do. And that's pretty much be my focus. So I'm not here to hear the trash the men are trash movement because ultimately for lack of a better word, you trash because you you didn't value yourself enough to set standards uh for him not to treat you with trash behavior. So 
yeah that came that came about like my podcast is, is all growth so that I grew into that uh message as a podcaster so I can't sit here and lie and say yeah I'm gonna start a podcast to help women like I didn't think that that was gonna happen but here we are <laughs> you heard her <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's dope about your platform is that um a lot of men will probably you know just from me being a male you know when you have you know female friends or females in your life sometimes they try to call to you and protect you but when you don't have when you don't know this person and they give you the uncut truth they're giving you game so i think that's what you know i think that's what they're hearing and they appreciating that and that's why they you know what i'm saying showing love now it's some people that just you know, listen to, you know, try to better themselves. And there's other people that's listening so they can make changes for the people around them, you know? So mm. it's always important just to, to pay attention and, and get the bare facts. I'm not saying that you need to, you know, follow everyone's key word, but, you know, mm -hmm. listen to what they say and pay attention and then, you know, make your own decision, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, thank you for that. I don't think I necessarily look at that at that way, but that's a that's an excellent uh, way to 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 look at what I'm doing. And like I said, um, it is that though it is that when women are um, either in my DMs or like in the comment section while I'm talking. Uh, telling me yeah like yeah like this happened to me and like or what do you think about this should I do this and then it's like okay cool so you guys you know and then like you said a lot, I mean a lot of the times a lot of the times I do feel like I'm saying things that other women are not saying to each other um for like you said the lack of uh I mean that coddling of the women like since we're women we gotta coddle each other and like I'm just really not here for it so a lot of the times when somebody's saying something, even though like I, I used to before I started podcasting, I used to feel like, damn, am I the only person that feels this way? You know, <laughs> but since I started podcasting, I noticed I'm not the only person that feels this way, but I'm not, I might be one of the few that actually will speak upon it and, and will call us out. Like I'll call, I'm calling the girls out. Um, and I think that, you know, I think that there's, it's like you said, there's that's something more likely to be feel like okay well she don't know me she don't have nothing against me she talking she spoke from her own experience so this is a game this is not you know and then I do have a small portion of women who feel like I attack women so <laughs> hey when you, <laughs> when you bitter and you know you don't know how to you know uh, I guess accept the truth or accept reality that's what you do like when it, that's the really one of the the biggest forms of ignorance you don't know something so you just want to respond irrationally or just mm -hmm. attack the person because you know you never you didn't even look within you know what i'm saying like if you had 40 something relationships in the past 10 years first of all those wasn't relationships that's that's just my <laughs> personal opinion mm -hmm. second of all you are the most common denominator no matter what happened in the end you know outside of you know like uh physical yep. uh, abuse or something like that yeah. you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. love yourself first before you decide to get with somebody because if you mm -hmm. can't love yourself how are you gonna get somebody else love mm. yes Man. Agree. so 
you know, uh, listening to your uh, your dating past and everything like that, um, I'm assuming you cooling on dating for now, especially with the way things are going. This, you know, as far as like the way women treat men and vice versa, like it seems like disrespect or treating somebody like they're not a person, like they're a tool or something is, you know, a, a normal, especially with like the younger generation. That's an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting uh, concept be- for me because I hear it. I do hear this all the time. Um, but am I cool on dating? I'm not currently dating at the moment. Um, but I understand. Like I, I have heard people say that you know that you know since the dating pool is so fucked up right now, and I'm not even about to sit here and lie. It is fucked up right now, mm-hmm. and that's one of my hopes with my platform is that I can kind of like bridge the gap between us so that we can start you know having better relationships and better dating experiences. Um, but I believe whether the dating market is trash or not, if your ultimate goal is to be married or not, if even if you don't. Value you marriage but if your ultimate goal is to have companionship I think even if the dating pool is not up to par it's still necessary for you to be doing it so like I don't believe that any person should ever give up or take breaks from dating um, unless you know you have some like type of trauma and you need to do some therapy for something I understand that but if like if my goal is to ultimately be married I need to date regardless of if I like it or not because when you just like we can't be silly enough to think that our spouse is just gonna knock at the door um and be like hey you know here here i am mr (laughs) right you you know you ready to get married or what you know that's not gonna happen so whether we like it or not we have to do it and I use the example of like going to school, right? If you want to be a doctor, right? School may not be fun, but that's the necessary steps you need to take to get your degree and become a doctor, right? Same thing applies when it comes to dating. And I think people don't view it that way, you know, because it's so hard and it's it's this and it's that. And, you know, men are trash. Girls are using me for uh, meals. This person is doing that. All girls want is money. All boys want is ass. Like, you know, we have all this stuff floating around around um but it's like it's it, you, you have to deal with it is what i'm saying so my advice and my advice is to if you want to be married or you want a significant other you got to do the work and dating is part of the it's part of work right um it's like uh i don't know what disney character this is but you know you might have to kiss five frogs before you get a prince <laughs> they not all gonna be princes but it's necessary to get what we want you're absolutely right i think that uh i think that people don't know how to filter when it comes to dating and recognizing those flags that you know should be you know a red or green you know so i think that if people knew how to like you know understand people and recognize them through their conversation because the person will show you who they are only i do is watch them carefully like you know even if you're dating let's say you was you know started dating and it's been 90 days eventually if they've been hiding something it'll kind of bleed out you know so you got to pay attention to that but a lot of people don't they just they go off that feeling but feelings change you know man yeah exactly and so 
it's it's hard because I think we have a lot of women who are a lot of women who are just, you know, kind of tired of like meeting guys that are not worth anything to them. And then you have the women that are so thirsty, they take the first dude that, you know, gives them any type of time or like presents any type of uh, attention to them. And then that's why we find so many people now in situationships, which I strongly advocate against. I strongly advocate against uh, uh, that. But and then not only that, then you have people who are constantly looking for red flags and then they are dismissing or ignoring all the green flags. And it's like, we got to come to a, we, we have to kind of like come to a better, I, I think a lot of people, they have bad pickers. And when I say picker, I mean, like when you pick women, even if it's just to go on a date with you are you doing a bad job picking them in the first place, which is going to lead to a bad date. Um, same thing with women. Um, I feel I wish I could do I wish I could have like a filter program for y'all because I pretty I think I'm pretty decent at filtering out uh, men especially, but I probably could filter out some bitches or two. I'm just saying, if y'all, <laughs> if y'all need some help, feel free to slide in my DM. Like, Hey, Kendra, what you think of this person? Send me their profile. Um, and whatever, let me look at them. I think I'm decent at it. Now, like I said, I, I can't say like I'm the best, but I think I, my picker is pretty decent and I can look, I can pretty much look, even my sister, like she even admits later on, but every time she bring a dude, I'd be like, he this, this, and this. And she'd be like, uh-uh, Kendra, he don't say that. Uh-uh. And then months later, she'd be like, you right. This is exactly what he, <laughs> you were so right about him. And I'm like, I know, you know? So yeah. And I, and I hope to, like, I, I, I hope my platform helps with that and not just my platform, but uh, my my uh, platform that I share with Grown Man Logic, um, I think that, that a lot of those conversations are kind of like, kind of geared towards that, like, we need to just do a better job overall picking, and um, not only picking, but like, honestly, I say this on Grown Man Logic all the time, but if women will start closing their legs a little more, the they'll be able to pick better, because it's hard to pick when it's a dick inside you, you know? Because then <laughs> don't let it be a good one, then it's hard to pick. So that's that's why I be rallying against that. It's not like you can't never sleep with the dude, but the thing is, we're giving it up too quickly, and the man don't have to, he don't have to work anymore. Men don't even have to lie anymore. It's too easy for them. They're Therefore, yeah, you gonna end up with a trash man because he don't ha- he doesn't value you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this was cool, that's great, but what a, what else? I'll take my time with you because I can. You know what I'm? You you know me and our physical. Mm-hmm. So you know, once you give it up, there's nothing for him to look forward to. And honestly, I know people don't necessarily agree with this, but I do feel like men are natural hunters and they like to work for what they get to feel like men. And when a man doesn't have to work towards you, I, I think the value of what he, the value that he has for you, you know, it gets lowered. So the. Like I said, I always bring it back to the women because I feel like it's, it's here because we've allowed it to be here. Uh, well, I, uh, I'm I'm looking at Kendra, but I see the essence of Kevin Samuels right now. <laughs> Just a little bit. You know? <laughs> and and he, he's a very factual person. He just, 
he his delivery is just so fucked up, you know. And I think that people get, you know, uh, you know, ex um say experts, people with wealth of knowledge, um, they get them confused and you know, they tr they put them on a pedestal instead of realizing, you know, they're human just like, you know, you and me, but you know, through their experiences and through their um you know, education and everything. These are some things that you pick up that everyday people, you know, pass by or don't even know or don't even pay attention to. So, you know, take it for what it is, but don't don't take everything to heart. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, let me just take up for Uncle Kevin real quick because you already <laughs> know. But the thing is, is that one, I would go to say, and I know women are going to agree, but I honestly think a lot of women like his delivery because one, they keep coming back for more. Um, secondly, I personally feel like his delivery is direct and assertive. And I find that as a, as a huge turn on as a woman. So I know you have heard and seen these um, either tiktok videos or whatever of women hot talking about how men are too nice mm -hmm. and they don't mean that the man is a pushover what they actually mean a lot of the time is that he not assertive so when you're not assertive we do look at you as too nice and that's what kevin is he's assertive he not you not nobody gonna say oh kevin was too nice i'm not yeah he too nice so i don't like him nobody's gonna say that so i mean then then that goes to, uh, back to how women give mixed signals to men you know because then we say we want you to be sensitive and be in touch with your emotional side and then you got kevin that's like boom 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 then it's like, oh no he's too harsh with his delivery like no he's a man that's how men are supposed to speak. And honestly, I'm sure we got some bosses that talk to us like that too, but we deal with that shit so we can get paid on Friday. But the, at the end of the day, he, he has a message and he has a message and the message obviously makes sense or he wouldn't be at a million subscribers right now. So, and then to, to kind of bring that back to full circle, just in general, uh, we are, we are starting a generation of pussies in the first place. So people can't take directness. They can't take a person being just straight blunt. You always got to, Oh, let me, let me sugarcoat this before I say it. Let me, let me say this. And, and we're not being honest with each other. Every time somebody delivers us some honesty in a straight factual manner, Oh, that person is a, uh, that delivery is bad. Like, no, delivery is fucking what it is did he tell you the truth or did he tell you a lie you rather oh what is that somebody said this yesterday and i cannot think of what it is i'd rather you hit me with the truth than slap me with a lie mm. yeah yeah i think that that's hurt. i think that's how it goes something along the lines but y'all feel me here you know what i'm saying <laughs> well, well my point is y'all get over it his approach what i would challenge any woman that that will say she don't want she wouldn't like her man to speak to her now i'm not talking about the weight that i'm not talking about what he be calling in big shirley and stuff i'm just talking mm -hmm. about the tone well the kevin samuel's tone i'm sure it gets a lot of bitches wet but i challenge that <laughs> yeah it's it's not the tone it's the, it's the phrases that he uses so you know that's what you yeah. know what? And it's not even the phrases that he uses. What he's saying is truthful to those women. So the women, when he tells them that they're overweight, that hurts because society wants to but wants women to believe that they're thick and their body is desirable and women being have to take that. And it's not the truth. You are overweight and you are unhealthy. Those are facts. 
Mm. So, you know, I mean, he pokes, I mean, you, you have to like really follow like a lot of his material, but he does poke fun of it in a way. Um, but I think he pokes fun of it to, to lighten the mood. And so to take away from a lot of the seriousness that he, you know, is given in the show. Okay, yeah. but now I'll leave Kevin Sevenism. <laughs> it's it just a it's just a stern demeanor that not everyone's accustomed to. Like you said, every this generation is you know coming out soft compared to the previous and the previous one before that. Of course, things have changed, but you know it's certain sturdiness that everyone needs to you know keep things going you can't keep going the same direction when it comes to you know like certain political issues and civil unrest but when it comes to you know building society and being firm and getting things done these are the things you need unlike this laid-back internet only sitting in the house instead of going outside playing and, and riding bikes uh mm-hmm. you know this generation that's we're currently in now you know, mm-hmm. outside of, you know, pandemic and stuff, you know, there was plenty of opportunities to go outside, you know, but that's not the case. So don't mm-hmm. let that be an excuse. You know, you could, you know, get a kickball or something going in your in your basement or something. I don't know. Something in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. So, um, you know, uh, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to uh, give me give me one of your stories about the red flag things um that you didn't see you personally you know like because you said you're a good picker so i'm pretty sure it was a time when you didn't pick a well oh absolutely <laughs> yeah that's how i became a decent picker <laughs> <laughs> um so okay i could say let me see I can use my last relationship as an example. Mm-hmm. There's some things, so like we have, there's certain things we're not willing to budge with as a person, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I, I talked about this a few days ago on my show about like settling. And I, I don't want to say I settled with this man, but I guess I'm just being nice because I, I think I did settle with him. But there were some things that I was not cool with when we met. And some of the things that I was cool with, let me not speak in code. Let me be frank, right? Um, he, when I met him, he had a, a woman best friend. That's mm-hmm. already, I don't like that. Um, he, not only did he have a woman best friend, but he had a lot of women friends. And I didn't like that. Um, and I know like our new generation of people feel like, oh, you can have friends with opposite sex. You, you sure can. Just not with me. You can't. OK. Um, so there, that was there was that. Um, he was I guess I didn't see at the time. That our lifestyles and goals would be an issue, but to him that it was. So he was the type of guy that was like, you know, he would like, you know, like to travel and uh, go on trips and uh, he wasn't very serious about his goals when we met. And I pretty much kind of overlooked 
all of those things. The only thing that I didn't overlook was the fact that he had a girl best friend because originally when we met and he told me he had a girl best friend, I didn't care because I was dating other people. So I didn't know that I was going to settle with him. So I was like, okay, you got, I, I told him, I didn't even make no issue of it. He told me he had a girl best friend. I was like, okay, bet. I don't care. We went on a couple of days. It was that. Um, I didn't know he was that into me. So when he came and was like, oh, I want you to be my girlfriend. I was like, no, because you have a girl best friend. And he was like, well, I had already told you that. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't know you was into me like that. So I didn't care. And I didn't tell him. But at the time, I didn't know I was into him like that because I guess, honestly, I wasn't that into him. So I was like, you know, I didn't it, I didn't feel an issue. I didn't feel the need to come and have a conversation about how I don't like the fact that he has a girl best friend. Anyways, he wants to be in a relationship with me. And I'm like, no, because what I'm not what I didn't do and what I don't do is I don't give you ultimatum. You're a grown man. I'm not going to ever say get rid of your best friend um, to be with me. I didn't say that. What I said was you got a girl best friend. I don't like it. This won't work bye and so <laughs> he, he he you know he defended himself I think we had like a two-day conversation because he just insisted on defending himself and his best friend which I did not care to hear any of it didn't make nothing that he said would have changed my mind about that and uh I guess I should elaborate on why I don't like girl best friends and uh I just feel like I want to be a wife and I do believe that your wife and your girlfriend need to be your best friend. Mm -hmm. So if you already have a girl best friend, I'm now competing with her. And I shouldn't have to compete with anybody to become your best friend slash eventually your wife. So to me, and I asked him, just like I'll ask any other dude, why are you not married to your woman best friend? Right? Mm -hmm. Why are you not married to her you know and I don't know what his excuse was I mean and his excuse actually was that it just never happened so that was even worse so I'm like well then if the opportunity presented itself you would be with her is what I'm thinking in my head um and then not only that but it's like I don't like the ideal of my dude like hanging out with a woman without me you know what I'm saying even though I trust him as my man I don't know her even if I meet her and hang out with a couple times I don't know what her interest level is in you I don't know her real intentions towards you I don't want you coming to tell her things that's going on in our relationship and her I don't trust her to steer you in the right direction all of those things cross my mind and then I'm a woman I know how bitches think I've been in the presence and dealt with with plenty of women who will play that friend role to the end of no time until you fall into their lap and now y'all together and y'all married so it's a it's a slippery slope that I don't fuck with so anyways we stopped talking after I told him no and he uh he he hits me up like a month later and is like um you know what I really kind of like slept on what you you know you know how you you know, your decisions about me having a best friend, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, can we talk? And so we talk, we go to lunch and talk. And he's like, you know, um, I am willing to like put my friend on the back burner and like kind of chill. Like, I don't, you telling me like, you know, I don't really hang with these girls that much. And, you know, I'll put her on the back burner because I really want to be with you, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I get with him. So that's my first red flag, right? At least for me. 
Mm-hmm. I get with him and later on in the relationship, he doing stuff like hanging out with them. They coming over his house. Um, he going out to like meet them and meet her in, in Vegas to celebrate her birthday without me. Didn't invite me. Um, he is. Uh, <sighs> it was a whole thing, <laughs> but the girl best friends and the girlfriends really made an issue for me. And what he would do, which was what a lot of people would do in this position is try to turn it around on you and say you're insecure. So now I'm being accused of being insecure because you are hanging with girls. Um, you know, it was a lot. So he would hang out with them. And since he would use the fact that I was a homebody against me and say, Oh, you don't like going out anyway, but he never even invited me to go out with them. So, you know, he would blame it. Like I'm hanging with them because you don't want to hang out or whatever. There was that, and then there was the fact that he wanted to, um, he felt like the the fact that I wanted to live, I was okay with living a simple life, and I didn't need to go on trips all the time, and blah, blah, blah. He felt like we weren't on the same page. Um, but to, to go back to your question of the red flag, I think the biggest red flag that for me, and I'm not saying that a girl best friend is a red flag for every other woman, but for me it is, since I decided to, you know, go against my better judgment and date him anyway, it ended up, I'm not going to say it was the cause of our relationship ending, but it was definitely something that caused friction throughout the length of our relationship. Um, And then the fact that I actually did give him a chance, even though knowing that I didn't like the fact that he had a best friend. Now I'm in a place where I know what works for me and what doesn't. And so that's something that I'm not okay with. If my man, if a man comes saying, I got a girl best friend, then Kendra ain't for you. That's just what it is. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to, you know, try to convince you of otherwise. You just ain't the one. I know now that I need somebody that's on the same wavelength with me. Um, I don't know when we got to this place, but I mean, I think when my parents was growing up, your best friend should have been your wife. But now we at a place where it's just blurred lines, like you just hanging out with bitches, talking about these your friends. Uh, fuck all that. I'm old fashioned. Why don't dudes hang with dudes? Like here and there, you gonna have like a woman associate a, a woman a woman friend, but I don't think you just have a woman friend. Like I'm gonna be honest, I don't have any guy friends, and if I had a guy friend. And you took him off to the side and you was like, hey, I know Kendra, your friend or whatever, but if she lets you fuck, would you fuck? And he'd be like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll fuck her. Then you're not my friend. If you ever think I'm fuckable, you can't be my friend. And I say the same thing for a guy. Like, guys don't approach women to be friends. So I always question how you guys became friends in the first place. You know, like, did y'all date previously? You know, maybe you went to school together. I'm just just throwing stuff out there, but that's just how I move. So I guess, like, that's a red flag that I am taking probably to the grave with me. So if you have a woman best friend, yeah, I learned the hard way that that don't work for Kendra, you know? And if it worked for y'all, keep doing it. Keep doing it. But it don't work for me. So that's one of my red flag stories, the latest (laughs) one. Um, it sounded like um once you got together, he tried to like manipulate you a little bit because you know he he tried to you know even though he said that he put that on the back burner, he still went back. He fell into that old habit, so he was waiting till 
I guess the situation was comfortable enough to start doing that. And then he tried to use like, you know, like the way you carry yourself against you, which is stupid. You can't just, you can't, you can't pull that over somebody who got common sense. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Absolutely. And I said that because I know a lot of people like it's a, this a, it's a new thing. And I think women do it too. Women will tell a man he insecure if she don't, if he don't want her hanging out with a guy, best friend, like, you know, when did that become an insecurity that used to be the norm? You know, like you don't just hit, you don't just tell you, yeah, babe, I'm about to go hang out with such and such a dude. Like, what you mean you hanging out with a dude by yourself? Like y'all going anywhere together. I mean, you know, but like I said, it's cool. Y'all do you. That ain't going, that don't work for me. That's all. <laughs> yeah. In my youth, I, um, I guess I, I was a little bit too trusting and, uh, had a what you would call a simp relationship to a certain extent but basically i was you know talking to this young lady and she had a a male cousin that she used to hang out with smoke or whatever right so you know i'm the type of person that you know if you messed up or you down you know i look out for you you know what i'm saying she had you know, lost her job, you know what I'm saying? I made sure she didn't get evicted, you know, had furniture in her house and stuff like that. And then I end up running into like one of her friends at a bar just randomly. And the guy friend or a girlfriend? No, it was a, it was a female friend of hers. Okay. So um, I could get in contact with the young lady and I guess she had too much to drink and she let it slip. Oh, she's with such and such. And I was like, that's random. She uh she only don't hang out with him unless it's like a family function or whatever, right? She was like she she said um um uh, she always go back to her baby father. I'm like, hmm. I thought you baby father was out your life and and all this other stuff, right? So for me, you may not notice about me, but I'm petty, and <laughs> you know, in my youth, um. You know, I was a savage, so mm-hmm. I didn't call her phone. I didn't blow her up. I didn't say it was over. I took everything out of her house that I bought. I took all the knobs off her drawers. I took all the shelves out of her refrigerator and all of her left shoes. And I threw it all in the trash. And I left. <laughs> You're not going to disrespect me like that. You're not going to play me. And, you know, it's it's dudes out here that, that don't know how to, you know, I guess, uh, hold their anger in or respond to stuff like that. So that was my choice. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to do that. And like I said, I was in my 20s. So, you know, it was more like I was enacting my own karma because, you know, I would have messed around and saw her years down the life and then, you know, everything would have been good. Like, nah, this is going to be a life lesson. You can't just be playing with people that... You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, got got your best interest in mind and think that it's cool. So, you know, it's red flags like that that I pay attention to. And then nine times out of ten, if you can if a person can't hold a conversation with you, and that's just, you know, from my standards, then I'm not gonna date you anyway. So you can figure out a lot by just by talking to a person. But if they need to be in a phone or they need to have a drink or they need to smoke or whatever like you know if that's what you want that's what you want but for me uh that's addictive personality you know what i'm saying i'm not supporting that 
and and see that's the that's the important right there is that you have your standard right so if you're going to go out with me you're not going to be on your phone you're not going to like you're going to be able to have a conversation with me and that's what that's what contributes to the dating market being what it is is that we don't we have our standards but we don't stand in them like that's this is i'm standing in this shit you got a girl best friend okay bye (laughs) you need to be on your phone while we're out okay bye that that's just what it is have your standards um because when you don't that's when we start dating people that are not up to par you know and we keep allowing people to be up to par. like we need more men to like say that shit too like you you on a date with me you on a date with me put your phone down that's respect but people don't do that. They allow all that stuff and then, you know, end up in a situationship and, you know, and they be in situationships for the longest too. Like, you know, like, <laughs> listen, you, if you see me four times in, no, no. If you see me six times in a month, you either going to decide on that day 31, if you want to be in a relationship with me, or you just going to stop seeing me and I'll make the decision for you. I don't never come with ultimatum. But you just you just going to I'll just let you know, look, I don't know where this is headed. So I'm just going to peace out on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You uh, are you the type of person that like do the breakup text or you just like ghost them? I don't ghost. I strongly advocate against not ghosting. I have conversations. I have conversation with you even if I was dating you and decide to date somebody else. And now I don't want to date you no more. I'll tell you. I may not necessarily need to tell you over phone or in person, but I'll at least send you that text like, hey, you know, um, you're pretty cool. But, you know, I, I met somebody else that I really wanted to date. So sorry. You know, hope you, you know, I wish you the best. Bye bye. You know, like I'm going to offer that because even though it doesn't necessarily work out that way, I always want somebody to um, to treat me the way that I treat them. So I give what I want back, even though that don't always work. I do give what it is that I want back. Yeah, I mean, not everybody is, I guess, honorable in that fashion. So you got to you got to consider that. You're muted. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was saying that uh, not everybody is honorable in that fashion. They don't know how to. I guess this should be like a uh, a book or something on, you know, how to end a relationship or break up with people and, and be quite honest. You know, I, um, when I had uh, Carla on the show, I told her the story about the girl who uh, drugged me and tried to follow me home. But instead of me, don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when my, my book comes out, you'll get all these stories in, in full detail. Okay. <laughs> but um, uh, instead of me just, you know, ghosting her, which was my initial response, um, I had a conversation with her. It was the first time I had a conversation, um, you know, with a girl at that time in my life and said, look, this is, you know, this is why this is not working out. And she was t- she was trying to convince me that we was meant for each other or she she says that she never been treated like that by anybody and i was like look you got to be okay with being by yourself outside of being in a relationship because if you're not okay with yourself you know how could you you know saying be with somebody else and i said it's it's not going to work like if we was to be together it would be a lie so you know it can't happen so i think that 
you know, men and women need to do that. They can't just treat people like they nothing because that's how you end up with scorn people that, you know, cheat on their significant others and have fallouts and, you know, just create a bunch of a drama or clickbait that people feed yeah. off of. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Eric at the Uncomfortable Conversation because that's exactly what it is. We, once again, I said we're all pussies. We scared to have uncomfortable conversations. I don't give a shit. I'm going to tell you whether you like it or not. And, you know, one of my, one of the, one of, one story that I told on my podcast that actually, like, before I was even a podcast that kind of, like, I think sparked the interest of podcasters to invite me on was a pod. It was a, a story that I gave about how a guy called me a bitch because I didn't, I told him I wasn't interested in him. Like I legit told him, look, I don't, you know, I told him like, Hey, you know what? I think you're great. I just don't think we're a good fit for each other. I don't. Um, I put it in the nicest way possible. And he was like, bitch, you didn't even give us a chance. So, you know, there's right there. Th- and that's one of the reasons why people probably don't want to have the uncomfortable conversation, but it was via text. And I don't have a problem having that conversation. Like we have to, like, I think it's unfair to leave somebody on, you know, like, on like you know like I thought everything was fine and then he just stopped texting me you know or I thought we you know everything was good and then she stopped responding to my text like I think that's fucked up the only way that I think that's cool is if you think that person is going to handle this bad and start you know if you have any inkling that that person is going to get wild or maybe do something to you that's the only time that I support you ghosting somebody otherwise don't ghost nobody and then on top of that there's levels to ghosting. Like, I feel like sometimes women be feeling like they get ghosted on a dating app. I don't consider that ghosting. If you don't have my number, you haven't even made it off the app, you ain't ghosted me because we ain't established nothing. Like, just because we having a conversation for two days and you don't talk to me on Thursday, cool, then maybe you ain't that interested. But I don't necessarily consider that ghosting. But women consider, most women that I've talked to consider that ghosting, you know. Um, Because at that point, what does he owe you? You're on a dating app. What are you supposed to say? I'm done talking to you. I didn't like the conversation. I'm going to talk to somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, do you, uh, I'm pretty sure you've used a dating app before. Do you, uh, have you had any luck with it or did you prefer to meet uh, meet somebody in person? Man. I would love to meet somebody in person, but I can't. The last time I met a man in person, I didn't like him, but I met, I met a couple guys. <laughs> I met a couple guys at the gym, um, but um, I don't have a preference. Actually, I don't, I don't mind it at all. I think that, um, I can't say I prefer to get approached in person but i don't mind and i don't mind uh, using a dating app either i know people have people have this thing where they think dating apps are like where all the trash people are you're not gonna meet a good person but i'm on there and i think i'm a good bitch so if i'm on there and you can meet me on there that's how i looked at it i always looked at it like well if i'm on there and i know i'm a decent person it gotta be a guy on there that's a decent person too right mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that men have stopped approaching women the way that they used to. Um, And it's not 
all due to like confidence. I think uh, obviously it's easier to approach a woman online, but I think women don't send out inviting signals anymore. And then you got the Me Too movement and you got all this kind of stuff. It, it makes it difficult for a man to actually want to approach a woman in person anymore. So um, that leads to, you know, online dating. And I mean, it is 2021. I mean, what are you not doing online? Like you can literally buy a car online, you know, like there's nothing that you can't do online. So yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I have a preference. We just have to do a better job at, at choosing the person that we even go out with the first time. Yeah. I'm tired of companies uh, taking dating apps to the next level. Like the last time I was on POF, they, they added first of like, all. Wait a minute. I got to stop you right there. POF, guys, listen to me clearly. That is not a dating site. <laughs> I know what they advertise it at, but you see me talking like I advocate for dating apps. But POF, no. No, 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 no. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, 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 no. Okay? All right. Well, I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. I had to let y'all know. PSA. Okay. So... It's original purpose <laughs> could be used for dating, but mm -hmm. it, you know, it became uh, the new back page when back page shut down, you know, in a lot of ways, even mm. um, offer up, but that's something totally different. But yeah, um, the last time I was on it, they added like, uh, like a, like a, a dating feature where you could, you know, click on somebody who was doing like a live video and talk and add the next person. And then they also had like a, a live streaming feature. So they not even just, you know, messaging and dating no more. Like they like streaming, playing video games or smoking or drinking or having a conversation. I'm like, this is why, you know, people are so messed up because you, you get on a dating app dating app and you know it's it's people ironing clothes or just talking about their day and i'm just like no i'm i'm not gonna buy a star i'm not gonna do none of this this is it's ridiculous and you know messing around with pof i got catfish like more than three times i bet you did it's pof <laughs> it's pof so so what apps do you suggest then for the people who are single and looking to meet somebody online well, I'm so glad you asked that. Well, I suggest, um, I suggest Hinged. And I know that, like, I'm just going to go off my experiences, but I hear different reviews from different people in different states, right? Um, but I think Hinged is a good app. I think black, if you're black, I, I don't know why white people hop their white ass on there looking <laughs> for black people to date. That's not fair. This is not a mixed dating app. Um, but I think black, if you're black, that's a good, and it's it's not called black. It's actually BLK. Mm -hmm. um, the only reason why I like that app is because it's a lot of black men on that app and the rest of the apps they are good mix especially where you are like my location it shows me a ton of white men no matter what um app i use and i don't have a problem with white men my kids is white but i don't i won't I want a selection, you know, I need to see my <laughs> black men on there too. So I really like the that app. Um Bumble is cool. Uh 
Bumble is cool because the woman is supposed to like make the first move. Like the woman is supposed to like use the like she has like twenty four hours to like actually say something to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's kind of cool by taking that uh, that pressure off of the man. Um, and Bumble and Hinge, they actually have a video feature where you can actually video chat the person before you exchange numbers with the person. Uh, which I think is an excellent feature. So not only that or like even to go out with them, but like see if the person is who they say they are, you know, or who see if the pictures align up. Like I had a guy ask me to like, can he see my full body? And, you know, first I was like, is he trying to be a creep? But then I was like, well, it's fair. He just wants to see, you know, maybe I don't have a good, you know, like maybe he, those pictures I have up is old, even though I do it. Cause I do a good job of like showing like a full body and face shots because, you know, women be overweight and whatever. So the first time I was like, homie, but then I was like, nah, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, you can see my whole body. This is who I am. You know, I think that's important. And uh, it gives you, it, it's a, it helps you like with your picker, right? Mm-hmm. And Hinge even has, a, when you do a Hinge, a Hinge video chat, they actually have like little questions you guys could do. Like, so if you don't like know what to talk about, there's like little questions that ask you like to kind of like spark conversations. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, Tinder is low-key a hookup app to me. Like, that's a hit and miss. But see, regardless of what app you use, aside from POF, the object of the game is actually to expect nothing. Like, in, even in real life, like, you, when you just because you went out with that person, there should always be, and I think I'm talking more to women than men, but there should not be any expectations that you're going to like the person that you guys are going to date, that you guys are going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Like you have to literally date with no expectations. I think part of the problem is that women are dating with these expectations that you could be something. And when you prove them wrong, then it's like, okay, now all the dating pool, you know, is is trash or whatever. So those are the apps that I recommend. And I also recommend, highly recommend doing a video feature, the video chat, if you can, Um, even if that the app doesn't have that and you you feel comfortable enough to exchange numbers um i would definitely always do a video chat before we go out and meet in person like it's a good way to like see if the vibe is there see if the person look like they pictures so on and so forth and just don't have any expectations when you have expectations you can be disappointed when you have none and you you have no expectation you go on a date and he's great then you're like oh that was cool all right cool you know let's see what happens Hey, that's uh, I think that I think if people actually thought like you, well, I should say, if females thought like you, then you know a lot of stuff would you know wouldn't happen. Now, I'm not saying that you have all the answers. I'm not saying I have all the answers, but you know, you gotta you gotta really put some thought and effort behind these things, especially when it comes to, you know, choosing a mate and, Mm -hmm. you know, respecting yourself. And, you know, at the same time, you gotta remember that, you know, nothing's guaranteed in life. So dating's a a hit or miss, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't, but don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like, Oh, he remembered my name. Let's get married. Like that's not like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's bust it wide open. Now <laughs> he, he remembered. I like, he, I like Turkey. Like, you yeah, know, it's not enough. <laughs> metal, metal, man. Uh, I, um, I wish I could continue this conversation, but 
I do got some things to take care of. Kendra, we got to do this again because uh, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and I'm pretty sure everyone that's going to be listening will too. So uh, let's set this up again in the future. Yes, I would love to. I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, oh, you was coming on the show regardless. When, when, the first time we met when I hopped on your live, I was like, hey, I got to have her on the show. She's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but not not only are you funny, but you're, you're a very bright person and insightful. And, you know, I, um, regardless, if you continue Coffee with Kendra, I still follow you and see everything you got going on. Thank you. Appreciate it. I really do. No problem, no problem. So uh, why don't you let the people know uh, anything you got coming up or anything you want to let them know? Uh, So you guys can catch me on Instagram at Coffee with Kendra. Everything spelled correctly. Uh, no underscores. Um, That's where I'm the most. That's pretty much where I'm the most active. I have been able to log into my Twitter recently and I will be reckless on there. I, I'll tweet some <laughs> random ass reckless shit. Um. So yeah, you can follow me at uh, on Twitter at Coffee W Kendra because they wouldn't. I guess it was too long, so I couldn't have Coffee with Kendra. So it's ca- Coffee W with Kendra. Um, I am like one of my goals is to up my YouTube game. Mm-hmm. So you can search me at Coffee with Kendra uh, on YouTube. My goal is to put more content on on there, so that hopefully is coming soon. Um, check out my um, live. Uh, morning slash afternoon talk show that I just uh, started coffee with Kendra um they're actually coffee dates so I'll bring one person on and we have like a coffee date we'll like talk about something or play a game and have coffee uh and like I said my podcast is inconsistent so I won't tell you when I'll drop them because that will be a lie (laughs) but you can always check me out and subscribe that way you already you're up to date when they come out they already you know they'll download on Spotify or uh Apple podcast or I'm everywhere Um, I'm everywhere podcast can be I'm there so just search me that's what's up that's what's up yeah um I, I, I seen you. Uh, I'm already subscribed to your YouTube channel. I'm also Thank subscribed you. to, you know, all Growland Logic, following on Twitter and everything Thank like that. You. So, you know, I'm going to support and um, make sure people find your YouTube channel, get you more subscribers. So, you know, you might get inspired to do something else, switch it up. You know what I'm saying? You might uh, come up with like a game show like that you do, you know, on a weekly basis, you know, like, you know, like a dating game, like Kendra's dating game, something like that. I would love that. I'm actually, um, not actually, but somebody else was kind of like planting the seeds for me to do something similar to that. So that might be in the works. We don't know. Okay. Uh, uh, what's up with the merch? Oh, <laughs> y'all don't <laughs> let y'all do not let me live. None of y'all do not let me live. See, and then that goes back to me saying how I'm not passionate about it. So mm-hmm. the way I move, be like you know but okay so i'm not gonna sit here and lie and set up a date but i will say that i am working towards uh setting up a website to uh drop merch mm-hmm. uh very soon hopefully by the end by the time i'm done dropping let's let's say in the next month i'll have i'll have a, a website and merch um and it's you know i'm telling y'all right now y'all better buy my shit because the way that y'all <laughs> harass me i'm serious the way that y'all harass me about uh, dropping my merch my shit better be sold out on day one 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I really appreciate y'all for being on my ass the way that you are because it shows that, you know, you really, y'all really fuck with me like that, you know? Because if you don't fuck with nobody, you're not about to go out your way to say, where's your merch for fun? And you're not the only person, you're not the only uh, podcaster, you're not the only person that listens uh, to Coffee with Kendra. Like, they're, like people are really like, girl, drop your merch. Like, I've had people say, look, I supported this podcaster, but I really fuck with you. Where is your merch? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not mad. It's so much love. Thank you so much. Uh, give me about a month. Check with me in about a month and see um, where that merch is, how that merch is going. Oh, no pressure. Take your time. I just, you know, I just want you to remember this conversation. And so when I do bring it up, it's not like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. but, you know, you, you're not the type of person. that's. No, gonna... you have my permission. Hold me accountable. Okay. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Landover Legend, aka Big T, and this has been a wonderful conversation with Kendra on the I Can't Make This Up podcast. I hope you enjoyed it like I did. And if you're listening right now, you can find me everywhere that podcasts available. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I forgot to mention this in the beginning, so I'm gonna mention it at the end. If you're listening to this show, or if you watch me on YouTube, you better hit that damn like button or that comment why you didn't like it or unlike it and follow and subscribe and please support my guests. Please follow them as well. And when they merch come out, you make sure you buy it and you tell them Big T sent you or you slide in her DM and ask where merch at so she can hurry up. <laughs> Y'all, feel free to hold me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. Yeah. So, like I said, no pressure. It's just consistency. Consistency. Yes. That's all it yes. is. But I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you uh, are also watching at the same time. So, until next time, peace. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make this up. Being the wing man got me punched in the face by this crazy chick. I can't make this up. Gave this cool old man to ride home. Now I'm harboring the fugitive. I can't make this up. Pin between the fat chick and the speaker. Now my shirt smell like a backside. I can't make this up. It's all bad because my man about to get stabbed in his hand over french fries. Bet. I'ma let the land over legend do the rest. I'm out.